Aaron Bielner and Eric B. And you're listening to the Diary of a Little Man's Podcast. All right, another episode of the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. Last week's episode was fun. We went off topic and we got to know what it was like being in a tornado um, as a young kid. So that was cool. I liked it. I liked the whole farming story that we talked about and what you had to do with a tractor and, you know, with the Monsanto's thing that was going on. <laughs> the roundup. The yeah, roundup. we talked about chemicals. <laughs> yeah, that was wow. crazy. But today we're going to finish off where we left off last week and then go into a different topic from there. But so we'll do that. Let's go ahead and get this started. I am Eric B. I'm Aaron Bilner. And this is the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. Mr. Aaron, go ahead and start us off. Hello, hello. You know, it's funny. You said the word uh, catchphrase that popped out to me, off topic. I, I don't think I'll ever have a tombstone. I don't, I, you know, I don't think I'll ever be buried. I, I cremated or, or whatever is, is, you know, the, the way to go when that day comes. But if I had one and there was an epitaph on my tombstone, it would be something about off topic. <laughs> my entire life was off topic uh, because I, I, you know, go on tangents. We we're doing that in this series and, and I, I like it. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. people are like, it's all over the place. And I'm yeah. like, yep, that's exactly it. That's well, you where know, we are. This is what makes a good podcast is, you know, I listen to the podcasts that are scripted, you know, if they're telling a story, those are cool podcasts to listen to. But the ones like this that we speak and we're starting off something and then we veer off into something else, it's more entertaining because, you know, you get to hear more of what we're, our thoughts are and what we're thinking. And that's to me, is more authentic than a scripted podcast. Nothing wrong with yeah. a scripted podcast, but, you know, a podcast like this is something I, I like listening to. Well, and it goes to, you know, and, and not to add more analogies or cliches, but I've always been uh, a firm advocate of go with your gut, you know, let, let your impulses and instincts, especially as an actor, let your instincts and your impulses guide you. And, and as opposed to trying to get too heady and think about this and this is what I should be doing and this is how I should look. And that way they'll think this and that way they'll think that. And here's the, um, I'm going to make you think I'm sad, you know, don't get out of there. Just, what would you be like if you were in that moment? What here's what's happening in front of you. How do you feel about that? Is it sad? Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's sad and you don't, you know, how many times, well, and I don't want to use, you know, the stereotypical situations, but how many times have you been in an uh, setting and a situation uh, environment where you're not having the usual response? It yeah. just, you know, there's a line in a bare naked ladies song about I'm the type of guy who laughs at a funeral, yeah. you know, and it's like of all the different things that are before our eyes and before our senses. And, you know, how do you, you know, some people would act different, you know, everybody acts differently in every yeah. moment. We do. And so just to go with those instincts and, and, and not, here's the thing as an actor that was very difficult for me to wrap around and, and something that I had to conquer to improve myself is not to be so judgmental. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, we were talking about this before the show. If you're offended by something that doesn't give you the right to go up and slap somebody yeah. for it. Uh, but we also not, but, and I, I shouldn't say yes, but in that one, there's a good improv game. Yes. And, uh, you're still allowed to be 
we're allowed to be affected by things and we're allowed to be, uh, you know, some things may sit well with one and offend another. Uh, that part of it as an actor, allow that to happen and then go with, see what happens, go where, the, where if it's in a controlled situation, like in front of a TV camera or on stage, where you know you have a set script or you know there's a set storyline, how do you respond to that? How do you yeah. uh, uh, let it affect you and naturally go at it? And so that was a big thing as an actor is to not, oh, I should be feeling this way or I should do this because that's what the audience would want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's then it's rehearsed, you know, it's it's drivel. It's it's yeah seems so fake and yes it's all fake i mean that's what actors do but the old the old adage of we lie honestly yeah you know i mean that's you know a lot of people say that's what comes with hollywood right you your your lives are opened up people sees and hears everything that you do every little step that you do um they hear you're an open book pretty much um you know you have some of those who are like no i don't want my kids on tv i don't want any you know they're trying to live the uh, the most private life they can but you know with what happened last weekend i mean that to me i don't know i i'm i'm torn between that one chris rock had the right to do what he say what he said he's a comedian um and then you know mr smith here just kind of blew it out of proportion so it's one of those things where it makes me like you know I, I'm not for either one. I, I'm, you know, I'm like right down the middle, you know, but it's just one of those things like, I don't know. I, it's just confusing to me. Well, if you take, take the person, the personas out of it. Okay. Chris Rock, Will Smith. And you just put that in an everyday circumstance. And actually I, I'm going to reference my sister at this point in a second uh, about a story she shared with her younger, her youngest daughter. Yes. Uh, uh, that that makes sense with all of this. If you take the personas out of it, and someone says something, okay, and not to tiptoe down the Constitution, yet someone says something, you do you re- you don't have the right to physically accost them, no, because and I and I mentioned my sister because they were talking about this thing. I you know it's definitely received a lot of press. Yeah, which is that saying any press is better than no press at all. Yeah. And it has, it has brought a lot of attention to all parties involved. It has probably helped in some ways. It has, you know, probably boosted uh, things for the Academy because they got attention that they weren't getting for how long, you know, the ratings and the, and the viewership was dwindling. And (laughs) now you've got this soap opera, drama happening and who's going to do what and does mr rock sue mr smith and you know it's 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 a infinite loop of insanity yeah um, over the whole event but my sister was talking to her youngest but her youngest who i believe is uh, 11 right now and she she said you know chris rock said something mean well he did absolutely so then my sister kind of made a um subjective example with me and said you know your uncle happens to be a man with you know achondroplasia and he's four feet and three inches tall and the things that have been said to him in his lifetime does that warrant him going and physically accosting anyone or you know responding in with with uh assault with battery with battery which is what it was it was battery 
Uh, is that allowable? Is that okay? Hey, you said the M word and I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, that's not good. I would go to, you know, the person who said the M word is not going to be arrested. I would be, Yeah. you know, if I punched him in the face, I mean, and rightfully so. So that's the hard part about all of this is that they're, well, this is this person and he won the best actor and all before any of that, before any of the what happened and and well he should have been taken uh, escorted off the premises immediately and all that and and i don't disagree with that i mean it, yeah at the end of the day it's still battery yeah but but if that's that's the the crux of it is before any of that you know this is chris rock and this is will smith and who's more important than blah it's it's battery it's battery yeah it was, so then you know we were talking about this earlier was this a setup was this, you know, I don't want to walk down. Everybody's got conspiracy theories. Yeah. You know, we've done conspiracy theories since the beginning of the time. If it was the, a setup, was it too good? I mean, was it too much? Was it, you know, it's, 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 it's unsettling that we even walk down any of these paths. Yeah. You know, it's unsettling to, to have to even consider this right now. I mean, to me, the whole setup thing, you know, that's the first thing. I, mean, I watched it live. You mentioned earlier that you only knew about it because I posted it on social media. Because yeah. I was watching it live. And, you know, this is the first time that I'm watching an event like this live because I wanted something to talk about Monday morning. Because usually this is, you know, topics that we talk about. And then when he got up there and he just smacked him in the face, I was like, wait, in my head. And, and this... This day, this day, a week later, my head still processing whether it was real or not. Because that moment when he did it, I was like, is this stage? You know, I'm waiting for the the TV to go blank and say, we'll be right back. Because if they did that, then I would have known it was real. I would have known, okay, the Oscars, this is real. They don't yeah. want us to see. But no, they right. kept rolling. They kept rolling. They muted Will Smith and what he said. And then 10, 15 minutes later, if you go on Twitter, you know, you see news feeds or you see feeds from Australia and Japan where it's unedited and you can actually hear the whole conversation. So I'm like, Oh man, this is not fake at all. So, right. but it makes me wonder, Chris Rock was just standing there. And if me or you was standing here and we saw someone walking up to us and we can see in their face that they're angry. Yeah. That's what I question too. I'm not going to stand there with my hands yeah. behind my back. No, he, he, yeah. You know? and, and it wasn't like he, you know, and, and not to, to dissect this too much or overanalyze, he said something that was at someone else's expense, no matter what it was. And and whether or not he actually knew that, she, that Jada Pinkett was uh, dealing with alopecia, whatever it was, okay, he said something that was a snub. Yeah. So would you just be standing there going, oh, I'll bet you this guy's going to give me a big hug and a kiss. Yeah. You know, and so it seemed like it was laugh, 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 and then blam. And then, oh, wow, wow. Yeah. You know, it's like all of it was surreal. Yeah. Surreal yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. the word I would use. We're from watching it how many zillions of times now and going, what's going on here? What really is going on? Now there are, you know, people have altered gifts and, and where he does this spin move and then kicks Will Smith and like some warrior ninja. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think we're always being played in some form or fashion, even when it's real. I think we're always being played nowadays because there's ability to do such a thing, Yeah, but it just, the whole thing, 
is so you ever been in those situations, not of that nature necessarily, or well, maybe sometimes of that nature where you're in something that's right before your eyes and you're going, is this, did this really happen? Oh, What's yeah. going? And you're like, this was awkward, whether it be out in public, whether it be at work or you're just like, God, my skin. That's where I felt when I saw it. And I mean, I saw it after the fact, of course. And so it's re-recorded, you know, it's been already done and handled or talked about for hours already. I just felt uncomfortable. Like it was actually, you know, happening for the first time. I went, Oh God, yeah. how, how did they get to this point? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it just, you know, as a little person, I have plenty of times heard so many different words and just, and yeah, they, you know, we all have different mo- things going on. Nobody can, I mean, we would all be absolutely insane by now if we could think of, every, if you could empathize, actually empathize to the point that you could feel and relate with every individual. And if we had that kind of mental capacity, we'd all be like, huh, yeah, crazy, you know, but there are, yeah, there are days where things hit you and bounce right off your roll or whatever cliche you want to use right off your back and you don't even think about it. And then there are days where you're like, it really sticks with you. And I can honestly say, yes, I may have went, Oh, I should have, I wish I could punch that person right in the nose. You know, that's thinking it, you know, that's that initial uprising or upheaval feeling in your system acting on it ever. Yeah. But you know, what's funny about that is you and I, Will not we can't get away with something like that. If we if we wanted to do what we were feeling at the moment that someone was saying something to us, you and I, me and you, if we did something, we would automatically get arrested, no matter what. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. That was the other part of it that, you know, I, I again people are going, Well, it's Will Smith, they're not gonna do it. What that that's immaterial yeah. to me. Yeah. And no, I'm not Will Smith. And no, I'm not of that caliber yet. I, I don't, you know. I don't question that, but you have, you have to take that hierarchy out of it and go, when it comes down to the basics, a person was struck by another person Mm -hmm. for what that person said, the the initial person said. And, and I, I, I don't know exactly who it was, but there have been other comedians or other people that have said, you know, now does every comedian flinch every time they throw something out there? Yeah for fear of somebody getting on stage and, you know, I mean, costing, you know, I blame, I also blame the Academy. I mean, the Academy should have had, yeah, you had your a list sitting in front of the stage and in the back of their head, they're like, Oh, no one's going to go up there, but you know, you're drinking alcohol. It's a four hour show. I'm pretty sure they're, you know, some kind of, you know, they were wasted in some way. You would think there'd at least be one or two in tuxedo security people, sitting there to make sure stuff like this doesn't happen. I know moving forward, they already talked about this. This is what they're going to do. But, you know, the Academy one, you, you didn't have anybody up there. You kept right. rolling the tape. So mm-hmm. it makes me wonder, like, yeah, was this stage? Was this fake? Was it something the right. Academy wanted to do to boost up the ratings? I mean, it's just one of those things that we're going to we're going to go 10 years from now. We're going to say, hey, Aaron, do you remember who won the best actor in 2022? You're going to be like, no, uh, let me think about this. Oh, but do you remember the, you know, the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident? And everyone's going to remember that. 
Well, yeah, and I would say though, I would say to to that question that you know have the is that you the only reason I would know is because he then ended up winning that award. Yeah. So here we have Will Smith's best impression of Muhammad Ali, you know, slamming, you know, roughing up Chris Rock yeah. at that particular moment, and now we have him as the Williams sisters' uh, father winning the war, King yeah. Richard, and so it's like it just it's it's like a roll of emotions and then i've i've read where the academy was like well they asked him to go and he and he refused you know to leave what is that i mean no. that's very slap wrist kind yeah. of uh thing in response that a wrist slapping wrist slapping response that oh well we you know we weren't up we weren't happy with this and we you know asked him to leave and he said no it's like yeah somebody probably and again Smith out of it. I have no personal attachment to either one of these people. And so it's not a matter of, I wish this bad thing or that bad thing. Someone said something, somebody responded, there should be a consequence yeah, of some be. nature. And, and it's not a matter of, oh, you have a beef with this person or, you know, you don't understand what people are being subjected to. Okay. Someone was offended. Yeah. There seemed like there was a delay to that too, though. There seemed like, oh, we're laughing. We're not. Oh, we're not laughing. We're la- Oh, we're laughing. We're not. Wait, we're not laughing. And boom, slap. And now, are is this a joke? Are we la- uh, Do we laugh? Do we sit there and cry, yeah, cringe, exactly. put our heads down, and go what? And I can't remember. And I apologize. To as a podcaster, should have this, but there was the person, the actor behind him. The, Female actor to his Lupita, I think it was yeah, Lupita. Lupita. yeah, 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 Lupita. yeah, Lupita. Uh, her last name, yeah. And and her eyes were telling a lot too. It's like, is this what's going? Yeah, exactly. Hello, and she's doing a lot of, you know. And then he's, you know, he's Will Smith speaks uh, and says what he does, and so it's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah it's that's. It really left a, a, a tainted mark, you know. It left a stain, for lack of a better word. So I just, yeah, the whole process of, and and we can tie this all into the the diary is that, you know, people get offended. People get offended, say things. Yeah. Yes, yeah. people are. Let's let's just be honest. Quote unquote, people are assholes. Yeah, yeah. They say, in, you know, whether it be a joke or not, whatever insensitivity knows no bounds anymore and was it appropriate was it offensive obviously it was to certain people and 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 they have every right to feel that it doesn't allow you to to physically respond no i'm never going to agree to that violence should never the only time i think violence is okay is if you're defending yourself yeah, that's the i mean that's i mean it's, you're defending yourself physically because somebody is being physically violent with you I hope you survive. That's that's number one. It's open door. You can do pretty much Absolutely. what you need to do to to, to defend yourself. So. If somebody comes at you physically, do whatever you have to do to save yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't sit there. You don't. There's no time to be a martyr. There's no. Well, I died at the. No. If somebody's physically coming after you, whether it be me or my my significant other or my children, our children. Yeah. That's when I'm going. Hey. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's see what happens because I'm going to, of course, any human's nature is to protect themselves and to protect their loved ones. Yeah. 
or anybody who's being wrongfully attacked. Yeah, yeah. But well, we spent twenty minutes on this topic. Let's go ahead and move on. And yeah, we hit it. Let's we, we hit, hit it. it. We talked so, about it. Let's talk about you know, what we were here. We to were talk talking about. about last week. Um, you know, we we're talking about tornadoes. We we're talking yeah. about the my uh, our oldest daughter's dog barking at me because I can't figure it out. And I was thinking about adult versus child perspectives. Yeah. You know how life works and and i had mentioned in instagram you know mentioning about the word achondroplasia phobia which i sound very inept i didn't know was a thing i mean well i did after a time but i didn't even know there was a term for it i the term part i didn't know yeah yeah achondro by itself is a long word you know and then you throw phobia achondroplasia phobia and you know we were were discussing this earlier of there's a phobia for everything yeah. I mean, you can uh, i made a joke or it was a very lame joke about i uh, luckily i don't have the phobia of like beige wall paint yeah. you know because as you can tell that's that's a thing in my home but it's just so achondroplasia phobia is the fear little people yeah which I'm a sarcastic individual. You know this, Eric. I'm I'm very dry sense of humor. I think I've been told. Um, I don't know. I really don't know if what I say is that funny. I just I think I have a really bizarre perspective on a lot of things. So people go, oh, he's crazy and funny. Yeah. But the idea of, and we're gonna go in all different directions with this today. The idea of being afraid of little people what what i my first think or my first guttural response to that is and again and to pick any fights or cause any or to have someone slap me i i wonder if there are phobias i'm sure there are but phobias of other things based on appearance yeah possibly. is there are there phobias based on color? Are there a race? Are there phobias based on, you know, um, if someone were to have thicker eyebrows? I mean, I'm reaching here. I mean, I'm just being goofy, you know. Is there but would that right, be though. the Groucho Marxophobia? Yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're right though. I mean, you know, I mean, seriously, is. what is are there phobias based and I and I should dig and 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 maybe we bring this up in the next one, do a little research for the next show of all the different phobias based on appearance. Yeah. Because the what all these different visions flashed into my head, which is like any given day for me, which probably means I should have been in an institution so people take care of me. But all these different visions of like what you see firsthand that would make you so nervous or scared, you know, referencing like the exorcist, yeah. uh, Linda Blair spinning her head spinning around and, and whatever was getting out of her mouth. I mean, does it have that kind of visceral response where you're like, huh? Yeah. You know? And so we talked about this. And so I'm going to open that can of worms. It was actually uh, February in 2012. So it marks this last February marks the 10 year anniversary of when, 
Rosie O'Donnell mentioned her fear of little people on her show. And Chelsea Handler was a guest on that show at that time. They were talking about who I believe, don't quote me on this, I'm almost 100% though, the man by the name of Chewy that was part of Chelsea Handler's show. He had passed, since passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that Chewy, you know, she she made such comments, such offhanded comments fairly offensive really when you think about it yes they're jokes which she didn't get slapped for but she made i'm going to be running with that whole slapping thing sorry she made comments of you know she gave this person a job little person a job yeah and if she hadn't done that he would have never found work and which i thought you know that's that's offensive she had this is Chelsea talking now, you know, Rosie, what I recall of it and what I've read in articles, Rosie was just like, you know, it came, she had made some inference that it came from her mother or her grandmother watching the wizard of Oz when she was younger and being afraid of just her natural instinct to the munchkins, you know, yeah. as a child, Donald's natural instinct. And so again, you're talking about those you know what I mean? Those yeah. are, uh, I hope, you know, unless you're reenacting the munchkins, you're not seeing people that are dressed up in those outfits walking about in public and living that lifestyle. And there's actually a yellow brick road. I mean, that's all fantastical. That's all very much, you know, uh, make-believe. Yeah. And so to compare that in itself alone is, is offensive because it says these people are only in that realm you know to even address people who happen to be little people or short statured they're only in a realm of make-believe and weirdness and and if it's outside of that we don't acknowledge them and they don't exist yeah Uh, so but what really got me and i want your viewpoints on this please what got me was all of that and there were there were people who responded to it and, you know, people in the LP community and uh, people of, of, of other, you know, backgrounds who said, you know, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Yes. If you have that fear, I guess you can't control your phobias, but to, to talk about it and, and, and make it like it was a punchline, get like, because the one thing that Chelsea had said was she would never have sex with a, and that would be child abuse and then it went to that really weird yeah. place and it which then makes it even further you know people who happen to have a country people with dwarfism it went to such an estranged place that there's this reinforcing of the freak of nature thing then and there's this reinforcing of you know these people are weird and bizarre and we should just laugh at this and it's you know if it were any other physical difference and i'm not talking about other disabilities that shouldn't be you know any you know easier to swallow but if it were about you know race or were about gender and you know we i'm uncomfortable you know i'm not specifically but if we're using this as an example i'm uncomfortable with white women you know so now yeah. every time you know i mean how would people reply to that yeah or any other you know yeah. situation what yeah. what all of it really this whole 
and I have some personal experience I want to share later in the show, but achondroplasia phobia yeah. really exists. What are your, what are your thoughts? You know, I blame and, and, you know, for the listeners and the people viewing, you guys can get me on this later on, but I blame Hollywood. I do. And the reason why I blame Hollywood is like every show we saw or we watched movies that we watched back in the days from Willy Wonka to um, Wizard of Oz, little people was always either in costumes or in makeup that would put people, you know, regular people, if they saw them in public, afraid of that. I don't remember a movie back in the old days where they had a little person on there playing a regular person. That's true. Like no yeah. makeup. You know, if you go back to the 70s, 60s, 80s, even, you know, it was just most recent, what, 80s and 90s maybe, where a little person played just a regular person, not like a makeup. Be, yeah. yeah. Just whether it be an attorney, a doctor, or yeah. whatever, but just something of a of a not such a fantastical or or weird, you know, uh, mythological sense, if you will. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm looking back at like, okay, there was a and and, and granted, they were it was kind of a, a reenactment of of uh, Hugh Jackman played in the Greatest Showman on Earth. Yeah, it was about. P.T. Barnum, I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, I think it was. And so, and he had a little per Tom Thumb, the yeah. character of Tom Thumb. But the idea of Tom Thumb, like, reinforces that. Not the movie about Tom Thumb, because it was just addressing here's what was happening, but it reinforces that circus presence. Yeah, you know, it reinforces, you know, where you saw the bearded lady and the and the person yeah. with two heads or whatever was being, you know, um, pushed for ticket sales the little man, the little woman, whatever, yeah. these little people who live in these little homes and these little villages, yeah. nowhere near reality. And, and so, yeah, you're right. It gives that uh, altered and yeah. weird Willy Wonka sense, you know? I mean, it's like, yeah, you, think about Willy Wonka. Think about all of that. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it right now, if I have friends that are naive and ignorant, and if they see a little person on the street, the first thing they say is, Look, it's an Oompa Loompa, right? Because that's what we saw growing up. We never saw, if we saw a little person playing Dr. Bielner, then yeah, we would have been like, right. oh, look, that's Dr. Bielner. Then, you know, maybe the persona of seeing a little person would have been more on the positive point of well, view, right? Yeah, a humane sense. Yeah, you know, just, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's just a person like anyone else. Yeah. They're just shorter, yeah. you know? And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I'll give... You know, like Meredith Eaton, who played in the series Boston Legal, you know, she was uh, an attorney, I think, in that series as well. Great, wonderful. They're just human beings. Yeah. You know the name. And I don't know. I don't remember. I should probably do some research on this before I get too involved with this. But there's a, a politician by the name of Joey Roach in Texas. I don't know if you ever. And there, there was news of him because fellow colleague who was also on whatever political stance was making comments about him and his stature. And it's like, are you serious? How can you, um, how yeah. can you not know that that's hang on I'm, my phone, my batteries. There we go. Plugging in to get some juice on the old laptop here. Um, how can you not know that that's offensive? 
Yeah. It'd be as offensive if you made a racial joke or a gender joke yeah. or whatever. You're talking about something that people that a person cannot control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I color my right now, all right, if I color my hair pink and you think it's ridiculous or whatever, make that's something that I chose to do, okay? Good, bad, or otherwise, but you don't like what it or I'm comfortable with it, so be it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But you're making jokes and and marginalizing human beings on things that they physically can't control the physical i can't control my, my you yeah. can't control your ethnicity i can't control my ethnicity i can't even if i did could why am i you know i am who i am yeah. but to to ostracize and marginalize an individual because there's that idea of oh these little people are freaks and they yeah. and and you're right you're right i want to I think we need to, to delve into that yeah. full, full on of the Hollywood sense of little people. Okay. I, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. When I was a kid, I loved star Wars and stuff, but then they're like Ewoks, yeah. you know? And yeah. I remember hearing when Eddie Baker died, who was the person who was actually inside the R2D2 capsule, you know, the bottom shell of that. So it's like, yeah, it's always been a, 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 a yeah. that whole circus of presence. And yeah, you know, they're they're freaks. Yeah, they're I mean, freaks. even in a movie like Willow, I love Willow. I love the actor who plays Willow, but that was more of a fantasy for a lot Warwick of us. Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yeah, that was more of a fantasy for us. You know, I've and again from this day on, I still can't think of the very first. You know, I'm gonna have to go with Game of Thrones, where I actually saw a little person play a little person and not a, some kind of you know character where he was in makeup or she was in makeup. It was just the little person playing a little person role. And I don't mm -hmm. think Hollywood's ever done that. I don't think, you know, even from this day on, if you open up TikTok, if you open up these things, you know, you have, you have little people portrayed as either a scary something or just an, like a running joke. And, you know, right. Right. And, and there have been instances, you know, there've been instances, where they play just you know human beings or average, but not enough. Yeah, obviously not enough. The reinforcement has been that circus feel. Yeah, that bearded lady. Here are all the freaks. Yeah, oh, the little folks are in that, and so that's the 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 part of it. I'm looking up. I just looked up David Rappaport. Okay, and he was in Time Bandits. He was in. He had been in. Um, L.A. Law, he had appeared in that, but he was in, I think his leading role that was was The Wizard, and it was that out in the 80s, I think, and right that was his, like, big, uh, he had had exposure, but he, unfortunately, he himself took his own life, mm. and so, a diminutive toy maker battles evil while aiding those less fortunate, so it still had this magical sense the wizard you know or like you said with with willow and and nothing i i know more davis i've spoken to him um super talented uh super intelligent human being and all those things and it sounds like i have to reinforce that they would be that yeah. there you know that's the other part that sucks is that you have to i don't have to Feel like it's inherent that you go this person is shorter and some 
and what whatever and they are a human being with the same mental capacity as anyone else and the same uh emotional and spiritual capacity i think that's very important to share too and to think about that and i'm guilty of it where you feel like you have to reinforce and go yes they're this size an adult and they have a brain and you know i can use and and I don't mean any disrespect to not get this story exactly right. And I don't address this story. If we have, please remember because I eight million things in our heads yeah. in the last is this show six? I think this is show six. Um anyway, I think this is our sixth episode. Yes, our sixth episode, yeah. In these six episodes so far, I'd mentioned I don't know, did I mention the name Michael Ain? I don't who think is so. A orthopedic surgeon, and he shared his story. I, I think I'm getting this pretty close to correct. He had applied, and this was in the 70s, I want to say, or early 80s, 70s. Maybe. He had applied for medical school, like 13 different schools, if I'm not mistaken, and was shot down by all 13 because that idea of this little person being a doctor, well, nobody's going to yeah. listen and trust you. And you're like, what? Because of my physical presence, appearance. Even if I've passed, you know, been swimmingly in schools and proven myself, residency, whatever, save someone's life, let alone, you're not going to trust me as a doctor because mm. i not 6'2 and tall, dark, and handsome and all yeah. this? I mean, how shallow is that? Anyway, the story, what's, what's beautiful about that story is he applied to 13 schools, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this applied to all 13 again the second year and was accepted at Brown University, and he's one of the orthopedic surgeons at Johns Hopkins. I nice. think he's still there today. Nice. So look where he went. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, t- he, 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 he didn't let anyone tell him no. Yeah. You know, he pushed and he, he found that, that venue or he found that path to a school that was going to allow him to, to, to do what he knew he could do, knew he yeah. could prove, and he did it. And, and again, a chondroplasia phobia um yeah i mean again i i blame hollywood i blame hollywood on a lot of this just because if they would have took a little person portrayed them as just the regular person trying to live a day-to-day life maybe rosie o'donnell wouldn't look them at looked at them as like circus characters and wouldn't have been afraid of them growing up because that's when it starts you know when we're watching you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and the Wizard of Oz. We're watching that as young kids. And when we see these little people, and if your parents is not telling you these are just actors, they're just characters on a TV or a movie, you know, they're real people underneath. Right. You know, if they didn't tell you that in your head, you're thinking this is how they all look. This is right. Right. General nature to assume. Yes. That, you know, and, and that, well, they must all be like, yeah. This is what they do. This is how they've been portrayed. Yeah. You know, look at, look, let's not to get too crazy with this. Cause I don't want to upset anyone or offend cause that's not my intended, but look how certain races have been depicted in the past and whatever. And yeah. look at this. You have to overcome there. Yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. mean, how ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. Any type of physical appearance where you're going, well, this, you know, this is what they are. Yeah. You're right. You know what you, you open it, you open the window there because yeah. I'm thinking about that going, yeah, Hollywood made this um, circus freakish yeah. uh, appeal for, you know, whether it be Time Bandits, whether it be Willy Wonka, whether it be The Wizard of Oz, any type of school that's been in, you know, 
any of those, you know, little people that have been in any of those representations, it's been a freakish and, yeah. and a joke and yeah. magical and fantastical and many other it's just yeah it's it's it really a long time to overcome that yeah it takes you know even today i had read an article you know when game of thrones was popping years ago really popping i had read an article that was uh, somebody's wonderful input about hey is dinklage the only midget in hollywood and it's like God, how offensive is that? Jesus, yeah. I mean, come on. You know, it's like even when you're addressing a topic of, hey, are there other little people that perform? You know, and there are both male and female truckloads who may, you know, at that time don't have the notoriety that he's had. And more kudos to, to Peter Dinklage for all of that. But just that whole how they responded and said those, you know, the word, are there any other midgets? It's like, Jesus, it's acceptable. Why is yeah. that? But you're right. Yeah, it's because it's made it into that freakish. You know, I have a I have a joke in my one person show about you know people don't all live under a bridge and we don't reproduce with a handshake. I mean, we're human beings. Yeah. Okay. And we're still trying to break that. We're still trying to that freakish stigma. You know, I got a funny analogy that ties in well with this. I have a coworker who has a dog, and her dog is different. It's deformed it looks funny it walks funny and i asked her why did you get that dog because they had the dog since it was a puppy and when i say deformed i mean when it walks it looks like an alien i mean you can it doesn't it look the face is a dog but the body isn't but she said it's still a dog it just needs right. to be loved right. like right. a regular dog it looks yeah. different it doesn't yeah. act any different he sleeps yeah. he poops he wants to be cuddled it's just, he looks different. Right. Talking about this, that's, this is exactly what, you know, that's what, a, what it that's is, a great right? analogy. Yeah. That's a, a great. Thank you for sharing that. That's a, an analogy because it's like any living being, Yeah. We're not pain, you know, and yet we, just because I'm not a man of, of, you know, six, two or six, three doesn't mean I'm not a man. Yeah. Or not, I'm not, yeah want the same things that men want want the same things that any person my age and later 40s wants you know yeah. and desires and hopes to conquer and accomplish yeah. you know it's that it's just how can how can people be so selfish in their thought process to think you know to me it's a a, a sign of um ignorance and ignorance. you know I, I was just while you were there and i wasn't when you said that this dog is different i i want to preface i was laughing at the child that the dog may you know be physically different but just like this dog was different i thought that was entertaining how you opened that um but your friend's right yeah wants the same things than any other or it's going to be it's still a dog yeah still going to lick itself still going to sniff and lick everybody's faces when it's excited and the tail spins yeah. around I have to read this because yeah, I, I saved this. I'm glad that I thought of it. Go it's ahead. really quickly, really quick. America is not divided by race, color, gender, or sexual orientation. I'm divided into wise people and fools. And fools divide by race, color, gender, or sexual orientation. Yeah. And you could add in their physical difference, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's that's 
I've never understood. And again, I have to directly deal with it because I'm a man with dwarfism. Yeah. I've never understood having phobia towards others because of their, any appearance yeah. or gender or any of that, you know? So when we talk about achondroplasia phobia, you know, I, did I share the story about, we were in graduate school at the time we were doing a production in my our second year was all grad actors. We had, well, not true. We had the whole graduate company involved, but there were a couple other actors that were undergrads because we didn't have enough graduate actors to fill all the roles for the demands of the show. And did I tell you about this stage manager's assistant who had a chondroplasia? No, phobia? you did didn't. You talk sure. about this? Yeah, yeah talk about I have, I'm not naming names, and honestly, I can't remember those names. So I'm not, you know, pointing out anyone. And I'm going to share how I handled it. And I'm not, I'm not proud of how I handled it now in the moment. You know, I, I could have done it a little differently, but in the moment things, I didn't hit anyone. I didn't slap anyone. Yeah, I yeah, promise. Yeah. But in the moment I was just a little incensed. So we're, we're working on this show and we're running, we're running out of time and the show's not where it needs to be. And one of my great mentors are my own really, truly great mentor at, at UGA, uh, who is uh, the, guru as far as i'm concerned the guru of the acting program he was directing the show and we're not doing well we're, we're struggling yeah we're, we're 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 not where we need to be it, it's it's got the holes in it people don't know their lines mm. and i can see we're like in the middle of this workroom you know this uh performance area and to my left is my mentor, who's the director, his stage manager, and an assistant because of what we all needed done at that time. There was a lot to do in very little time. We're bombing, and the people are laughing, which chapped me a little. Yeah. And I said, so many words are left, and I'm going to be blunt. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, we're going to take a five-minute break. We're going to regain ourselves, regain composure here. We're into this, and then we're going to come back and start again. I actually stopped the rehearsal, which not about ego, whatever. I was just like, this is stupid. You know, this is frustrating. We're, we're, we're really not doing anything here. We're not, we're not improving this. It's going backwards. Yeah. I didn't say that. I'm thinking that. So I, and I said, what I did say was, and if anybody fucking laughs, I'm going to lose it. So we take our five minute break. Here's where achondroplasia, achondro, I can't even say it. It's so long. It's like 15 different, uh, what is it? Uh, vowels. Vowel, well, vowels, but also uh, how many uh, syllables? Syllables, yeah. phobia. Anyway, so the assistant or the stage manager approaches me and, and said, Aaron, this person, the assistant, I'm not going to give any information as far as identity. This person is afraid to come back in the room. Mm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, this person is afraid of little people. Yeah, that was in 2003. Wow. 2003 was afraid of little people. And since you just did that, this individual doesn't want to come back in the room. Wow, you freaked her out even more. 
Wow. This is what I'm afraid. This is what I'm not proud of. I'm not proud of the next step after that. No physical accosting. I promise no battery. I went out into the hall. This person standing in the hall. I didn't say anything for long. So I just stood there and stared. And it was almost like, like a child was being scolded. Wouldn't make eye contact when, you know, and I'm not diminuizing, minimalizing her, not minimalizing her, sorry, um, at all. But it just felt like that. It just felt like a child being scolded or. Yeah. And when finally made eye contact, I just looked straight in the eyes and went, that I probably could have changed and did, but that person walked right back in. We started and we went, I was so incensed by then. Now that doesn't give me the right to have spoken to her the way I did. Yeah. I'm not saying that I, I felt horrible for that. I think I actually apologized. I know I apologize for that later. Uh, but in that moment, of thinking about everything that was going on. And then someone tells you, you know, because you look, this person's afraid of you. You know, it wasn't like I was a wrestler, you know, and big intimidating, whatever. And we're doing a WWE match. You know, it was like, this is real life. And someone's afraid to be around you because of your appearance. That has happened, not that specific situation, but I've, I think we've talked about this in the past where I've been in productions that people have backed out of after they found out I was in because they couldn't, they weren't comfortable Hmm. being around me. And one specific instance was a, it was like this parody um, horror film we did years ago here in Atlanta. And the, the character that, or the actor that would have played the character that backed out was like this weird love interest character. Yeah. And so they made, you know, they were in contact with each other physically in the, in the story, they were sitting next to each other, whatever. Um, and that was not comfortable to that person. So that actor backed out. That was interesting to me. Um, and not in a good way. That was just, I mean, think about how that would make anyone feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and let alone then it became known in front of the rest of the cast. Why is this person not in the show? And then the buzz and the quiet whispers and what? Well, they're uncomfortable with the fact that person yeah. or you know, person with dwarfism, whatever they said or whatever terms they used. I mean, think about that. Then you have that subtext spinning in people's heads that are working with you that, you know, I'd be uncomfortable. I hope they're not uncomfortable. I hope not comfortable around me, but it's still spinning in their heads of, Oh yeah. Aaron's that kind of, you know, Aaron's a person with, you know, dwarfism or Aaron's a short person or a little person or whatever other term dwarf, you know, whatever other denotation and connotation, or, they yeah, yeah. Use, you know, but so then it's all, then that that's there. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when somebody says something in a courtroom, they go strike that from the record. Yeah. I get how procedure works, but it's still been said. It's been said. 
yeah. it's out there or, or it's been implied or it's whatever and people know about it so then that further isolation still exists yeah. and so when you say that about hollywood yeah here's the depictions that have been for decades from the beginning i mean if you look at the very first documentations of people that were obvious someone with dwarfism okay some of the physical difference in our history it's either book of nature or magical deity kind of feel exactly yeah 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 so look at that and that's been going on for centuries and thousands of years and and that's a tough that's a t- tough obstacle to overcome it is because it's been going on for example like the the Bess, I remember doing some research, B-E-S, this character, or not character, but this, I think, mythological creature or mythological being that B-E-S from, like, Egypt, if I'm not mistaken, that was, like, pre-B-C, you know, B-C and 2500 B-C or whatever, and considered deities. Yeah. And so then there's that, look at the history of life with people uh, of life uh, of people with skeletal dysplasia of where it went it's kind of been up and down and up and down you know the medieval semester and you know deities to jesters to circus freaks to hey this is just the person who lives next door to me to you know whatever it is it's it's been quite a journey you know yeah, you know, I, I I heard a person say this is a man with I think he had pituitary dwarfism, which is kind of like Her, uh, Hervé was. You know, everything's in proportion. Very, yeah. I don't want to say petite, but smaller and in proportion. Achondroplasia is you know different. It's not in proportion. Anyway, this person had that there was a African American person who said to him. You know, for 200 years, my people were enslaved. Yeah. And, and for a thousand years, my people were given as gifts. You know, I mean, think about that for both both angles. Whenever you've marginalized a person that they're a piece of property, slave, how horrific, uh, gift as the jester or the king children. Yeah. I mean, that's a long, I mean, we're in 2022. And I'm not saying it's that that ridiculous, but we're still overcoming that sense, like you said, that Hollywood has portrayed of, hey, they're just freaks. You know, we we either laugh at them or we poke at them or we, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, I mean, if we go back and I'm gonna try to find that that Rosie O'Donnell uh, clip, but if they go back and ask her why. What got you started? What made you afraid of little people? I guarantee it's going to be a movie that she's seen. Something that she's seen that freaked her out. And then when she finally saw one in person, she just remembered that movie and, you know, it it all triggered her. So, yeah, just by numbers, because looking at the numbers, the chances that you, and, and this sounds like a weird statistic to have, but the chances of a, ever meeting a person with skeletal dysplasia or dwarfism in the flesh is minimal just because there are so few just because of how it occurs in in genetics and time and history and and births okay if it's one in thirty thousand births and we've done these numbers i don't want to do the numbers again 
can. But that means, you know, there aren't that many in the U.S. alone or anywhere alone. So your chances of meeting that individual are, are, are small. So, yeah, how did we see them? Well, we saw them on TV. Yeah. Well, what were they doing? They were freaks of nature. Yeah. Whether yeah. they were munchkins or they were Oompa Loompas or they were whatever, they were these unique characters that yeah. didn't feel even though human. You know, I mean, not to knock anybody's performance, whatever, but even like Fantasy Island. Yeah. Yeah. Which was in people who are not that old would go, what's Fantasy Island? Who's that? <laughs> not the remake, think, Fantasy Island. <laughs> right. Think about like uh, Ricardo Montalban and, and the whole idea of tattoo. I mean, it was you're going to this island to get away from reality and enjoy time away. And, and here's this little creature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's this little tattoo guy that everybody's like, oh. and of course, that's serious to get attention. Yeah. They, you know, it, well, who's tattoo? Who's tattoo? So, what is he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that to overcome that is, is still not done. Yeah. I mean, it's still, and don't, I don't want to, oh, woe is me thing, but it is that stigma. It's the stigma. And it's sad because, you know, me growing up as a kid, before I first saw my the first little person in person, I would only see them on TV. And, you know, you're right, you know, Tattoo I would see on TV. I first saw him on uh, uh, the James Bond movie, The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, um, yeah, that's where right. I, that's where I first saw him before uh, Fantasy Island came out. But, yeah, w- we were given that persona that this is what they look like. And when you finally see them and they're just regular people, you're, you're trying really hard. It's kind of like the whole Will Smith slap. It was hard for me to process, you know, it's like, wait, am I seeing a, you know, am I seeing a, 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 a munchkin or am I seeing right. a real person? Right. You know, it's right. It's one of those right. things. But my mom and dad, you know, thank you for my mom and dad who never said anything bad growing up. They never said, you know, oh, that's an Oompa Loompa or that's a, a munchkin. Right. You know, they told right. me, hey. This person has, you know, a, uh, I don't remember, they didn't use the word dwarfism, but they didn't use the M word either. Um, uh-huh. They said a word and they said, you know, it's just a regular person who wants to buy groceries. Because that's the first time I saw one was at a grocery oh, store. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a great. Was at a grocery store. Think about how, but think about how, cut you off, but I, I'm loving your parents for that. Yeah. Think about how pertinent and poignant, perfect that statement is in the moment. It's just a person, regular person who's trying yeah. to buy groceries. And, and, you know, you said the man with the golden gun, and I'm trying to, I mean, even that sensationalized for her. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it wasn't like he was, you know, the your CPA in that, movie, yeah. in that movie. You know, he was some kind of out there, you know, I don't want to say outlandish, but borderline outlandish character. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that's been constantly forced. Yeah. And you're right. Hollywood has done a very good job of that. And then go, well, we don't know why there's such stigmas and problems. Well, because you put them there. Here it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, no. if I met someone before Willy Wonka, before, you know, Wizard of Oz, then I would have known, oh, this is just a little person trying to pay the bills and trying to, you know, make money and support their family. But Hollywood embedded that in us that this is what the characters are going to be, this is what they're going to look like. And this is how we're going to portray them. And here you have Rosie O'Donnell, who's afraid of them because of probably something she watched. And it's, you know, it's like, 
you don't see little people running around terrorizing you guys or terrorizing yeah, right. us regular you know, people, and, and you know, yelling down, yeah, running down a brick road and all this. And yeah, I mean, you don't see you know, that. Overstep my bounds, but this, I think this is a great analogy, you know, especially with like the Me Too movement. Yeah. Hollywood's also done a really good job in many ways. And I, I this is insulting to Hollywood, uh, but like marginalizing females and going females are pieces of meat and they're sex objects yeah. and that's all they're worth. And so then you go, well, no wonder, I mean, no wonder we have such um, disturbed senses of what, not everybody, but what's been, you know, crammed down our throats of, well, no wonder women are, are being, you know, over it and tired of, Hey, I'm not, you know, it's not just because I have these curves and these features and whatever. Yeah. I'm a human being first. Yeah. yeah I want to yeah. be, I be yeah. considered equal. No genitalia as Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that's the truth. I mean, we're all, we're all guilty of some form or fashion of comparing and judging and marginalizing in some sense, but how disgusting, yeah, you know, yeah. why, why was that ever allowed? Well, because it, it made money. That's the yeah. truth of it. Yeah. It made money. We need somebody of a freak of nature in our show. Yeah, that's 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 what you know. Going back to the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing, and that's where where I think Hollywood goes to back even back to the Oscars. It's all about money. It's all about if I can make this look real enough, we're gonna our ratings are gonna go up. People might watch next year. So same thing with little people is if I put a little person in my movie and dress him up and make him look like Chucky and give him a knife and yeah, you know, right. All of, all of a sudden it's like, okay, the, you know, the ratings goes up. People, yeah. But that what, what happens to little kids who is watching shows like that? It's like this little person who looks like Chucky is walking around target, you know, now this, right. little, now this little right. kid is going to have, exactly. this, have the phobia exactly uh, because they saw this on TV, you know? Yeah, I say we wrap with that. I think you yeah. nailed that right, right on the. You hit that right on the head. Um, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's that whole impression giving you know that impression or that stigma imprinted on an impression mind. Yeah, and yeah. then how do you overcome that? Yeah. I mean, that's what they assume, and that's what they were told, and that's yeah. what they were uh, projected. You yeah. know. The yeah, one good thing about me living in San Francisco, besides the whole diversity that I live in, I've seen every shape, forms of every human being you can think of. You know, Middle Eastern to people from Texas country to little people to very tall people. And that kept my mind open, you know, and it kept my mind open to where, you know, I'm glad I had a little person as a friend growing up in high school because mm -hmm. it did open my mind. It made me see that, you are real. You're just a person who's trying to get by high school, who's trying mm -hmm. to not be treated any different. But then at the same time, I've, I had friends who are like, why are you friends with him? You know, what's he, what's he going to do for you? What, you know, mm -hmm. you know, but it just shows me how ignorant people are. And it made me a better person because you have your ignorant people who don't even want to open their hearts or open their mind to talk right. to somebody. And then you had this guy who was like, just a regular person who would be like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. All right, let's go out. All right. You know? Right. And that's, you know, that's, that's I give major props. I'd love to close on this. I give major props to your parents Yeah. who said, it's just a person who's trying to buy groceries. Yeah. And it, 
you know, I, I remember that day vividly. He was going around and he he had ragu in his hands. And it goes back to your story with the, with the, yeah, the ragu. Sauce. He the had ragu. ragu in his hands. And he asked, I want to say it was his partner, it was a regular person. They asked his partner, said, should we go with the mushrooms or should we go with the vegetables? And I remember that because me as a kid, I was standing there staring because in my head I'm processing. Yeah. This is of a course, little person. Is, yeah. Right. Which yeah. is human and natural. You're a child. I mean, as a child, I mean, we're processing as adults, but yeah. And here he is just trying to figure out which sauce to buy. We yeah. want the, you know, I mean, that's as, as, as you know, not, or I should say inconsequential as the whole, you know, which sauce to choose issue is yeah. it's romantic and beautiful and per here's, you know, just yeah. life happening, Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and observing it and your parents response. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. This has been a great show. We were, yeah. we kept, we one. kept true to what we were going to talk about. We because also, we discussed what was going on in social media for the past couple, you know, a couple days, yeah. but that's, Water under the bridge. We're going to move forward with that. But I want to thank yep, everyone for listening. Thank everyone for watching. Um, definitely follow us on our Instagram account, the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. And the same thing on our Gmail account, the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast on gmail.com. We are available on all podcast platforms. So please feel free to listen to all podcast platforms. Or you can watch us on YouTube, um, yeah. the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast on YouTube. But until next week, we're going to come up with something else. And we'll yeah. tease you guys well, in the middle of the week. We'll see you next week. All Thank right, you. This is the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Diary of the Little Man's Podcast.